0: I would like to acknowledge that the Teach Reach podcast is operating on the unceded traditional territories of the Matski, Kwantlen, Katsi, and Semihamu First Nations. Growing up on ancestral territory of the Taino people, and now as an uninvited guest on Turtle Island, I recognize the immense impact that the land has had on me. The land has taught me respect, reciprocity, reverence, humility, And responsibility through indigenous knowledges i learned that the land carries stories histories medicine and gifts that enable us to reflect and connect with ourselves and our communities as a stories focused podcast i understand the value of investigating place and space to grapple with real world issues i seek to support the ways that indigenous peoples are using to protect their land and communities It is my intention to continue learning how to properly honor and care for the place where I live. Welcome to Teach Reach Podcast, a podcast to explore human connection through shared stories. Stories are what we store in the vault of our heart. Through them, we are exposed to a variety of voices to understand the narratives that shape our communities. We are all stories, those we know, those we live through, those we fabricate, and those we wish to deconstruct. However, we are not always at the center of those stories. We teach,
1: you reach. Hey, Tony, tell me about Anne Christie. Today's
0: episode, is more than an interview it's a reunion and christie and i we went to high school together and it's really great to reconnect with her she's the incredible founder of the school of superpowers and christie is more than a life coach she's a guiding force on a mission to help individuals discover their unique strengths and unlock their inner superheroes the school of superpowers her brainchild is a platform that empowers individuals to embrace their abilities and live with purpose. So we took a stroll down the memory lane. We shared stories, experiences, and the twists and turns of our respective journeys. The episode really is filled with laughter, reflection, and a deep dive into the purpose-driven philosophy of the school of superpowers. So, enjoy the ride enjoy this conversation i would ask you to please share this podcast with your friends with your family in your network this is the currency of podcast the more you share the more you review the more we have fuel and views that we can produce this content for you and this is a labor of love but we ask you to extend this podcast and you know, spread the word and spread the message. Give us a review on Apple and give us five stars. If you don't give us five stars, you are a hater. So, enjoy the ride, everyone. Kambila balagi. You better. I adjusted my screen. And Christine. Stagy. Wow! 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 It's like. Uh, I don't know man it's a lifetime
1: <laughs> it, it so much so like much. so much yeah. like we so many so many lives happened between mm-hmm. the last time we saw each other and now i think right. if we were right. to ask each other what happened in each other's lives for the past 25 years we would spend the whole night talking because it's been this long
0: Right. Okay. So, so, well, you're making my, my lines for me. Thank you. Oh, see. I'm asking you that question now. So, okay. So, if, if I say, if, if you had, if you can condense 25 years into little cliff notes of like, you know, of catching up with someone that you haven't seen in 25 years or discussed deeply in 25 years,
1: uh-huh.
0: what, what would it be?
1: Oh, okay. If I had like, okay, maybe 90 seconds to, to, to speak because I think I would need 90 seconds. I would say, <laughs> you know, for the past 25 years, it was a journey of self-discovery, mm. of failures, of, of um, successes, of losses and wins, lessons, um, of misdirections, going into a direction and then backtracking. Of having the wrong, following the wrong North Star and then finding Mm. your way back to yourself. Um, Growing, um, heart opening, heart closing, heart opening again and heart closing. (laughs) (laughs) Motherhood, oh my God, motherhood. One of the best things uh, for me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I think that's really kind of where I'm landing, right? And then after motherhood, I think things started making a little bit more sense. I was able to prioritize mm-hmm. better yeah. and understand more what mattered to me as an individual. Not so much as what would be good for my child because I have a child, blah, blah, blah. But more so, it forced me to look at myself more and decide what kind of life I wanted for myself. Right. And then so, you know, so that would be the overview. But then I would say, yes, I was an actuary. I worked for a long time, 20 years being an actuary. Well, not not 20 years, maybe 15 years being an actuary, you know, getting to the kind of salary I always wanted and dreamed of, um, working in the buildings that I wanted to work at. Um, Mm. But I knew it was not a long lasting dream. I knew it was just something I wanted to accomplish, you know, in hindsight, I guess. Uh, To finally realize that it's not what it is, you know, you can, I don't think somebody can truly be successful following the wrong, the wrong purpose, the wrong path, Mm. because success is in how you feel about yourself, right? And how you feel in general, not so much what you accomplish. So I would say that now I'm walking on a road to success.
2: Right,
0: right. Wow. Mm. Okay. So you managed to, I've always remembered you. Your family, pretty much, as a as a math family, right? You guys have that. Mm-hmm. You guys have that That's gene. true. There's something that I don't know. God, God, somewhere was like put a little bit too much <laughs> of the math gene, so all you, you guys, all you guys took it. So you managed mm-hmm. to do this in exactly ninety seconds or so. Like there's an internal clock. There's an internal clock.
1: I'm working at, it. I'm working at it because I'm so long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> I love speaking, so I could just sit and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> So I love speaking, so yes, I'm, right. I'm glad I was right. able to kind right. of give you a feel.
0: Right, right. Well, myself, I'm more, I, I'm, I'm fine with long-winded. I mean, we are Haitian; we don't know when to punctuate things. We just like, <laughs> we just, go, it's a we flow, over and over and over and over again. So, so we don't know. um Yeah, I, I think from your answer, I, I see a level of certainty and maturity that maybe it's the journey that gave you that level of certainty and maturity but it seems that it's deeper than that how did you cultivate that how how does that come to be this this understanding of you know heart opening heart closing following the wrong north star Uh, let me probably go there The oxymoron of a North Star that is something that guides you but following yeah. the wrong one, and how do you differentiate? How do you know is the wrong one? So I'll, I'll let you go with that.
1: Which question should I answer first? The North Star question?
0: <laughs> go with the North Star question. Let's okay, go, let's go with you that. You know, one.
1: Yeah. for the North Star, you know, when you don't know yourself, this is a too easy uh, it's it's a too simplistic way to speak when we say when you don't know yourself so I'll say it differently when you don't have an understanding of who you are in the cards that were dealt to you at the beginning of your life when you don't have that understanding everything becomes equal meaning what you should give importance to you don't give enough importance to what you should mm-hmm. so there's like this you see a caricature that's kind of how I see it when it's a caricature your life is a caricature so you spend a lot of time on the nose right you spend a lot of time on the things that don't really matter because you don't have the real picture because things are not in their right place so that's truly when you don't have an understanding of yourself and an understanding of the world so following the wrong north star could be a simple thing as you're following friends because they're doing something that seems good for them and, or seems interesting for them, and then you automatically think it's going to apply to you in the same way. Yeah. Uh, pursuing other people's dreams, meeting other people's expectations, and never really asking yourself what is yours, which is the toughest question in the world, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's what it is following the wrong North Star is when you just don't know what is what. You don't know if it's salt or if it's sugar. You know, you don't know. <laughs> you have this not this misunderstanding of things, and then so when you're trying because that, and that's usually how you find out. You know, if we take the I love taking analogies, by the way of salt. Like, if you take salt in right now, if you want to drink some, if you're making food and you want it's a salty dish, and then you're putting sugar in it, of course you will be disappointed. And then it's mm-hmm. in the disappointment that you realize you reverse engineer like what was the problem? Oh, my understanding of this was this, but my. But then this is still something external to you, not until you can fully understand yourself inside of you. Mm-hmm. Then you fix the internal problem and then you're able to assess, right? Because you have the cards, okay? The cards that were dealt to me is I'm typically, let's say, emotional. So if I know this about myself, when I approach a situation, I know I need to put a little uh, a discount on my feelings sometimes <laughs> if I'm looking right. to address a situation in a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. If I know I'm wounded, you know, I've been I've been hurt in a certain way when I approach a situation is that knowledge of self. Right. Knowing that, okay. OK, I know I'm coming at it from this. I, I know I'm coming into this situation with this weakness or with this thing. So then it allows you to rebalance and recalibrate your your, um you know, your interventions in life. I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm just speaking like an alien.
0: No, no, it's it makes sense. I love the idea of recalibration. I feel that oftentimes the through your answer you provided, there's always a way out, right? Mm-hmm. Like even in yeah. the analogy of the of the dish, there's a there's a moment that you take to reassess and recalibrate, and then you can change course. I feel mm-hmm. that oft what's, what the, the certain narrative is that, or the way that we even were educated, I would say, because you and I, we're from the same like mold. It's like mm-hmm. there's no area for, there's no room for mistakes. So you have mm-hmm. to go at things super sure. And yeah. then, and then realizing, oh, wait a second. Well, as you grow, <laughs> as you make mistakes and you're like, Oh no, I can recalibrate. I can make mistakes. And then it's through making those mistakes that I will, that I will grow. So in your answer, I felt there was a, a beautiful recognition of that moment of like, I can, yeah. I can. assess, I can take time to, to change the course, change my course or change my experience of something. Yeah. But it, it, it requires a, a, a knowledge of the self that is, that You have to tell yourself the truth in order to recalibrate, right? Mm -hmm. So so how do how how do how can someone develop that 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 part or, or finding that space to sit and recalibrate? How do we develop that that recalibration?
1: This is really interesting and this is, you know, you're, it's almost like you're giving me a plug for my course that I developed because that's why I developed the course. That was the whole point. Mm. Get, creating a tool that would allow people to do this recalibration. That's all it is because I recognized that I needed it, but I needed something robust. You know, it couldn't be like a, a you know, a kumbaya thing or like a mm. overarching general sentence and then you're going to and I have to go think and it had to be something concrete, something real, something tangible, because then that's that's the mathematical side of me, right? I, I created a, a, a model. I created a tool. I did not create me, the guru, you're coming to me and I'm giving your life answers.
2: Right.
1: That happens, too. People can do that. People who have that ability to do that, they do it. I, this was not my ability. I wanted to create a standalone tool to allow people to you utilize at their leisure and to do this recalibration. Now, I can give you a few tips. You know, one of the ways to recalibrate yourself is one of the ways to calibrate. This is not to recalibrate, right? Recalibrating um, is you have to define all these things in your life first in order to. Right. But let's say you have those things. Calibration means this is ideally the model that I, this is one way of living that I think can lead people to success. Let's Mm -hmm. say you are clear on your, what you value. You have to be clear on what you value. And Tangi, that was the first, that was maybe one of the biggest mistakes I made in my life is having no idea what my values were. So when you understand what your values are, But then you have to be very kind to yourself that your values can change and it's okay for them to change. It's okay for Mm. them to evolve from when you were a child or when you were a teenager or, you know, the moment you have kids, your values do change. Even you as an individual, not because you have another responsibility, but you as me as a mom, my body changed, my hormones changed, my Mm. mind, my brain changed. So I physically transformed into something else there are new circuits that were created. So, you know, I'm not even speaking about, oh, I'm a mom and I have the responsibility. And this is, I'm not even there yet. I'm in just the physical, physiological change that occurred. It changes your perspective and then it may change your values. So knowing what your values are is an active dynamic work because you might wake up one day, these values no longer serve your higher purpose. So one way to calibrate yourself is to measure your actions against your values. You know, if you're lost one day, oh my God, you know, you're confused. That happens to all of us. Ask yourself, is it that my values changed or the actions that I'm posing right now are misaligned with the values that maybe I forgot about? And then you get it. It's like a come to Jesus moment for yourself. And you realize that it was probably a lot of emotions that were causing the confusion or hurt or pain. And then you're able to deal with those things. Look, I'm speaking in an ideal world and, you know, I'm speaking like, you know, everything is perfect. But this is truly like the picture perfect of where we're aspiring to be. Right. It's right. just an aspiration. This is just a mathematical thing. This is not real life, is what I'm trying to say. Right. right. This is if we were robots, we could operate this way each and every moment of our lives. We would stop and ask ourselves, is this action or a decision, is it aligned with my values? Oh, and mm. by the way, when was the last time I checked on whether those values still meet my higher, highest self? And that exercise right, right, allows people to get to right. know themselves. So you don't even have to know yourself; as long as you're willing to do the exercise, you will get to know yourself. It's a it's a just a method of question and answers and knowing what types of questions to ask yourself.
2: Right, right. It's uh, oh my god. Um
0: the the there's a theme that runs through through this podcast Teach Reach. It's kind of you know I realize more and more. There's more questions than answers. So, Mm -hmm. and also because there's more questions, it becomes super important to fine tune what question we ask ourselves,
2: right? Because Mm -hmm. because
0: the the, the, within the question lies the answer, right? But the effort the effort to produce the question already Mm -hmm. give us the answer.
1: Thank you. Um, you Because you have to have a clarity. Yeah.
0: Right, right, right. So that's 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 the that's the part. It's it's always enlightening to me to realize that the effort that we put into formulating the proper question almost nullified the answer because it's like by, by yes. that point the answer is already is already clear, right? So you,
2: you um,
1: know, um you, you you know the best analogy to this is um, AI and Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. GPT knows everything. But ChatGPT cannot think for you. You have to have an element of thinking yourself. Unless you ask ChatGPT, make all the decisions for me today in my life, right? You do have to come up with something. But the thing is with ChatGPT is knowing what type of questions to ask. So all Mm. these people who are selling courses about ChatGPT, I realize that's what they're doing. They're teaching you how to ask effective questions in order for you to get what you want. So it right. means, to your point, that you have to have some kind of clarity about what it is that you really want to get to. To so almost like knowing the answer, and now asking ChatGPT to help you get to the answer.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so
1: yeah, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right about that.
0: Yeah, the clarity and the uh, <sighs> this clarity and there's there's a book that I that I really like by uh by an author called Young Pueblo, and it's oh, called Clarity know. and clarity and connection and it's a collection of like short mini um mini poems micro poetry really Mm -hmm. and it's just like but it's interesting i've always wondered why he titled his book clarity and connection Mm -hmm. and i realized that you know clarity comes from being in touch with ourselves Uh right like if you are if you're connected within within yourself you uh-huh. are able to develop a certain clarity about what you want to, to your point, uh-huh. what you were, when you were formulating uh-huh. the question now, now uh-huh. as someone who you build a school, that's called the school of superpowers. I love the name. Um, the name is, the name is just beautiful. And um, the, the, the title itself suggests that we have an inherent ability to, to be powerful. I wanted to know what's the inspiration behind that. What, what is it?
1: I'm going to give you the real answer so that it can forever be immortalized on air. But then I'll also give you a little bit of, of, a, of, of a backstory as to why this matters. When I started the School of Superpowers, first of all, I started, I was working with kids at the time. I wanted to do a vision, vision board type situation with boys, seven, eight Mm. year old boys, nine, maybe I think the oldest was 10 at the time. And so I was creating a session for them and I wanted to kind of, and so it was, the session was about, I picked a theme, I said, you know, we're going to talk about fear and how to overcome fear as, as the onset before we start diving into our, 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 goals, because the goal then would be to overcome the specific fears that you have in your life currently so as part Mm. of that when i was i sat everybody down and i said okay how do you get eight-year-old boys there were like five or six of them how do you get their attention for real for real like (laughs) and i said guys i said welcome to the school of superpowers it just came out <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because i wow. figured they would love superheroes they would love superpowers but also mm-hmm. i what i understood is in my mind is i took an the example of the buffalo to talk about fear and but everything that i do always goes back to nature oh everything that i do always goes back to first principles my last article i was talking about mathematical first principles i'm sure you know that going back to first principles all the answers are there. Everything that comes mm. after the first principles is just like a remix. It's like a, something else. But mm. all the answers are, are at the fundamental stages of life. If you sit and you observe an ant, you will understand so much about yourself and so much about the world and so much about other people. And so I do use a lot of animals. And for me, animals have this ability to have a super a, a superpower so this is how the name came about and let me really tell you why this matters we love superheroes because they do fantastic things so easily my my favorite superhero is batman he's broody he's sexy he's dangerous <laughs> all the wrong things right but then, <laughs> but then he's so he has such a big heart and he wants to save the world. and then, But he does it so easily. So mm-hmm. a superpower become is a superpower when only one or two people can do it. The moment we live in a world where everybody's Batman, it's no longer a superpower. And mm-hmm. I believe that this is where we are in humanity's evolution. If we get to a place where we reconnect with our initial powers, right now when I do it, I seem like I'm a superhero. And Christine knows what she's talking about. I can resonate at a level because i take the knowledge from something that already existed that is powerful and then so because i tap into that power i become powerful and then Mm. i seem i know how to tap into creativity for instance it's not my creativity i not i don't come up with stuff i tap into the energy that's around me but animals do that plants do that i have this flower that blooms she knows exactly when to bloom she taps into the energy around her she knows when is the right when it's the right time and how to commune with the energies around i know it's a little bit of woo woo but it, you know at the end of the day i think we have a lot of untapped potential we are a society in 2023 we live i, I would say 98% probably of people live in a conscious life meaning they're completely disconnected from their just basic power. So they wouldn't even have to dig deep to start getting superpowers because a lot of mm. people just live outside of themselves 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then so the moment you start reconnecting, you become a superhero for real because you get to tap into the cards that were dealt to you at the, at the beginning of your life or in right. your life. There are things that you, Tungi have. You have an edge that once you connect to it is going to make you stand out. But if you're not into that journey, you're into the journey of following other people or following other people's expectation. You might miss mm-hmm. the opportunity to connect to your greatness. So we all have that inside of us, but it's about that, mm-hmm. right? It's about the journey from within. So I don't know if yeah. maybe that makes sense.
0: That makes wow. Um, uh, all the way through your answer until now, it's confirming, an uh. uh Maybe a, a thought that I have, that I know that you're a great teacher, but by so by your answer, I'm so I'm always uh, like I have admiration for people who can teach. <laughs> like um, my dad was a teacher, and, and my dad in my book is the greatest teacher alive. Um, uh-huh. That's I'm super biased, but don't get me wrong. Oh,
1: no, my um, mom was perfect, a- so I got you. <laughs>
0: There's there's other there's other teachers that exist, but my dad uh-huh. was the best. However, he had a profound I'm very. On you. He did, he did, and and every time I step up in a classroom, in my mind, I'm my dad. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm just like, hey, I'm I'm that I'm that guy. Uh-huh. He was my uh-huh. superhero yeah. in the yeah. classroom. Yeah. One thing that one thing that I love about the the, the so many angles in your answer about the 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 word, the superpowers, I feel like it tapped into the child within me, right, within the, the idol. Like we all yes. have someone we look up to. We look
1: up uh, to, that's right.
0: Right, and, and that looking up to is a sign of reverence because you don't look up to people you don't respect, right? You, mm-hmm. When you look up, it's a, it's a sign of respect. And it goes mm-hmm. back to that North Star that mm-hmm. we were talking about yes, was like yes that that it. that is a that is in alignment with yes. with what with you know what we're looking for or, yes. or the guidance that we need. Now, the geek in me realized that you you call your school the School of Superpowers, and the initials are SOS. The SOS. It's kind of an emergency. There's an emergency. Yes. Why why was it why was it pressing? What is pressing in that? in that world right now
1: because uh, we are at the beginning of humanity's evolution and i think i'm I'm hoping people can i I don't know if it's only Mm. me who feels that i I know it's i'm not the only one but i don't know if people see that we are at the beginning of humanity's evolution Mm. we're still talking about violence do you remember Mm. back in the days the vikings they would just come into a a city a a town they would murder people Put everything you know. Um, uh, put put them up on in flames and take people's stuff. And that was normal up until the point they're like, man, this is really not civilized. We need to do better. So now yeah. we have a modernized way of do creating violence, oh, to, towards other people. But all these things are very primitive behaviors. I bet that if I, in my mind, if I think of aliens, I think aliens as people who are highly evolved being they don't get we they have other issues but not violence or poverty violence or poverty are primitive issues Mm -hmm. in a society Mm -hmm. we're we're fighting for resources this is these are basic these are basic animalistic things this is what the ant does when you see the ant if i'm sitting outside with my bagel i put my bagel down you see a whole family of ants coming to get some of my bagel and slowly carrying it out just this is basic. We are there too, where we are doing very primitive things as evolved beings. and then I realize yeah. how much there's so much potential. there's like we're really at the beginning, there's so much more for us to do. And then so yeah. the the SOS is your lifeline. I'm here to help you. I'm here to show you. Because you know, between you and I, yeah, I don't know if you knew that side of me, but I was the girl who was always giving unsolicited advice all around. And then that's why I changed her. I said, let me make a business out of it. Instead. I'll be more invited to people instead. But I was that girl. I know it all. Like, oh my gosh, she knows it all. She knows it all. But it's truly because inside of me, I had this desire to share universal truths, not my right. truth. It's not things that, oh, I know, and I'm jamming down your throat. It's more so the ant story that I'm coming to give to you so you can see how you can help yourself. And, you know, that's why I created the the tool for the School of Superpowers. I wanted it to be a tool separate from man so that it's not a man, a person holding on the knowledge. And you have Mm. to line up in front of me for me to give you the answer. And now I'm this person. No, let's let the tool do that. And then you remove mm-hmm. the element of of of, of paternalistic or know it all. These are things that right. are out there. This is just a equation. I just connected a few dots in a specific pattern. You could have done it differently, and it's okay. You know, and I think for me, that's why I say the SOS is just things that I can give you. So you, if you are on the 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 road to self mastery you will find it useful. Like you will be like, yes, I want that advice. She's not giving me unsolicited advice. I love that right. advice because these are elements that will for sure help support your journey. I'm not steering you in any direction other than the direction mm-hmm. that you want to go to. These are simply tools. You utilize them however you want.
2: Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> what is the what is the quality of a good student
1: for you? For me, a good student is somebody who is open, first of all. Mm-hmm. Open. So number two, somebody who can question themselves. Question yourself, question your knowledge. A good student, for me, is somebody who understands that there's a lot that they don't know. Meaning, you know, sometimes when you learn something new, you felt like you've reached. A level or you've reached uh, you have to fully understand that you reach that mountain there's a bunch of other mountains behind you and I think that's what makes a good student somebody that, having the ability to understand that this is all just an experience you happen to tap into you know sometimes when I read books I'm like man I would have to read all the time nonstop, stop but it's impossible <laughs> so it's not about acquiring knowledge but more so about being in a presence of knowledge, mm. being able to have access to knowledge, um, 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 communing with knowledge, you know, like com- meaning, OK, I don't know this. Let me go ask. I don't know this. Mm. Let me go search. I don't know this. Let me understanding that you don't know. You always are in a state of not knowing. A good student is a people who has someone who has a lot of people around them. That's a good student. Right. If you don't have a lot of right. people around you, you likely are not. A good student because then you know it all you have it all mm-hmm. and you everything you do is just siloed it, it's just within the boundaries of your own personal knowledge which is very small
2: mm-hmm.
0: i i i love the state of not knowing like to understand to be comfortable to be in that state of not knowing and while you were talking about that state of not knowing i'm starting to to do something right now when I have things that I'm wrestling with I try to give it like a shape or a color so I can remember it later on and I, I felt that state of not knowing so vast like kind of like a, a wide circle like uh-huh. with, but no boundary because it's uh-huh. kind of like and and once you sit in that space of not knowing or that state of not knowing and you embrace it you feel I don't know. Instantly, I felt free. I was like, "Yes, I don't have yes. to prove
1: I know everything." You don't have to know everything. Exactly. It's so relief. Right. It's so ah. Oh, it's so re- it's, it's such a re- pressure relief. Right. To know that you don't right. have to know it all. You can't, and it's okay.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. I am. I am having a blast reconnecting with an old friend. With like an Guillaume.
1: I just can't wait to ask my own the- questions
0: founder of the of the school of the sos SOS, like i mean i I do i will have a little asterisk in there we probably will have to fight about batman because i have my (laughs) own prejudice my own prejudice against batman i mean i mean okay well we can we can open that bracket a little bit you know Uh um so so yeah you love batman and for sure, that's how your own taste. Batman is extremely sexy. I give you that. Um, but Batman is damaged.
1: I know. Batman and that's what I like is, about him.
0: Batman is traumatized. Batman is. is stuck. Batman yeah. needs Batman needs a good psychologist,
2: a good <laughs> therapist,
0: and he has money to afford one.
1: Yeah, right? but he still but stays he in his cave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I admire, I admire, uh, um, that that superhero. Well, asking myself what what who is my favorite superhero, and I have a hard time. Um, pinpointing i used to love superman a lot Mm -hmm. um maybe i still do but not as crazy as i used to i do feel that i'm valuing a lot of more human superheroes like Mm -hmm. day-to-day people that are doing incredible things Mm -hmm. in their in their daily lives right like Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. you know
0: sometimes i sit and i'm like I, i reflect a little bit on how, how did my mom raised us in a country mm-hmm. like Haiti? And, mm-hmm. and mind you, I'm the first one to be like, I was extremely freaking privileged mm-hmm. in Haiti, mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. even then. So mm-hmm. it's like the, the day to day people that I, that I, that I, um, honor and value and, and, and respect for, you know, for not just showing up, right? The, the person mm-hmm. that is struggling with depression and woke up this morning. They showed up, right? Like it's got, mm-hmm. that's the, that's a superpower that they have or, or they are, they are doing something that is courageous and, and superhuman.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: that was my, my little bracket about, about mm-hmm. Batman mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I would like to know the intersection because you became a parent over the last 20, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the intersection of you, the parent and that school of superpowers or that mindset that you bring, how how those things intersect? What what exists in that space?
1: I think they're I think to me they're the same because mm. one came because of the other almost, or one came be, yeah. Th- to me, they're the same. Uh, I wanted to create a world for myself where I could exist and be fulfilled, and that I could bring my son in with me. As an actuary working for international consulting firms, there was nothing I could do. It was very hard. Let me not say nothing, but it was very hard for me to find ways where I could involve an eight-year-old into this life. So although I did find some good fulfillment because I'm a geek. So now I love the work itself. I love just doing it and getting it right. And and it was a lot of work too. So there was this ego thing, ego trip to work 15 hour days and just get things done. I did have that, but I understood that my life was on pause every time I was working. Mm. with them because there was no intersection between my daily work and the life I wanted to live outside of that work was like a bad habit (laughs) work was like Mm. something that you went and did you know hiding from people and then I had I came Mm. out after and I was the only one really Mm. and benefiting from it I was the Mm -hmm. only one benefiting from my work like in my household Okay. Yes, the money was coming in, but I don't think they really. I don't think nobody cares about that in that way, in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so it made it. I, I had to, and that's I had. That's when I had this back to Jesus, come to Jesus moment. I took a two years, yeah. maybe a little bit more, but I would say a full two years reflecting on my life, and realizing what it is that I wanted to do what kind right. of life do i want to live in general and i right, once right. i got that vision of the life i wanted mm. then i built a mission to get to that vision okay and mm-hmm. but you know just because i set my vision my son is in the middle of it of course my family is in the middle of it if i right. didn't care about my family then they would not be part of my vision i would be doing something else but because i put them into my vision my mission mm allows me to go towards them then my mission then becomes something that includes them the school of superpowers is just the beginning it's just Mm -hmm. one piece of the puzzle um for instance one of the things i'm going to encourage my son to do is i just purchased a computer for him today i want him to start um, having a merch account under the school of superpowers i want him to design some t-shirts.
2: Mm. he's
1: he, he he did some artwork that i really really love and i would like to reappropriate that work and i want to show him what he can do with that right but he has to mm. want to but he wants to right he wants to right. play around and design t-shirts and have a merch account because that's all they do online is everybody has merch <laughs> account so he's it would be <laughs> excited to say he has a merch account you know <laughs> Um, the school of super, uh, um, the course they participated they're the ones who started the course i started the course the material started for kids but right. because you cannot do anything with kids without their parents when i did the session with the kids i had to include the parents because the parents would undo what i'm trying to do with the kids if they're mm. not buying into it mm-hmm. if we're talking about fear and we're talking about you need to express your fears you need to and then the kid turns around after the session shares with his parent, I'm afraid of this. And the parent says, you shouldn't be afraid. You could defeat the purpose and the child gets confused. So right, a lot right. of times I realized to teach the kids, I have to also teach the parents, which is why I actually wrote a book. And the book is for kids and parents for right. them to read together because the parent also is a child. They have a kid inside of them and they just got disconnected or, and, or we tend to just react to, we tend to go back to first base first basis whenever we mm. get triggered as adults i mean i'm sure Tangi, you are a parent right but then you evolved. but sometimes you snap back to 1980 you do because of course, this is of just course. this is just a natural thing right and right, so when right. you bring the the parent and the child into the in, in the journey they can both support each other and the child can really um you know grow and then the and then the parent has a better way of connecting with the child as well because the parent understands. I realize there's a lot of disconnect. I've noticed that a lot of disconnect between parents and kids in terms of Mm -hmm. understanding one another, respecting one another, acknowledging one another, validating one Mm -hmm. another. And Mm -hmm. so that's why for me, it was important for both of them to be together. Now the school of superpowers is just the way I live. It's a lifestyle. It's just right, who I really right. was. It's almost like I created you know I created a platform so I could exist. It's I reverse mm. engineer my life. I remember I was the girl who wanted to give out advice unsolicited. I was the girl who always wanted to solve problems. I love communicating, I love entertaining, I love teaching. What did I do? I create a course, I create a school. <laughs> now I get to do yeah, all these yeah. things you know freely right right and then I get right. to my, my my family gets to participate with me. Because they are the test mm. subjects, right? My son teaches me that.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I love, I love the communion of the kids and the parents, and also the space for you to, to bring that. I, I I'm wondering, you know, do you feel a sense of responsibility? Um, I have two two boys. Um, one is 24 years old, so he's an adult. And then the other one was eight. So, but I feel like raising boys, there's a certain responsibility of something weighing on us. Raising any any kid is res- like there's a responsibility. How how do you how do you face that responsibility as a parent? Do you feel that you have something extra that you have to give your boy? How you are about how he enters and show up in the world. How do you how do you feel about that?
1: Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I have to do more, but I would say that mm-hmm. it is different. You know, one thing uh-huh. I always say is compassion is doing what is needed at the time. So in the times that we live in now, men are at at a big disadvantage. I'm a man. I, okay, I'm a pro man. Like I'm, uh, I'm a pro man. I'm like a man supporter because I understand mm-hmm. how. Men have been, are now disenfranchised. Women have communities, and you know this is a very tough subject because for a very long time women have been the ones that have been oppressed. But
2: mm.
1: as part of that, a lot of the community has grown so much. I I won't say that there's no women issues. This is not what I'm saying, but there's a lot of institutions and of processes in place to support women. Young women mm-hmm. and women are naturally mm-hmm. even more get get become more mature much quicker than than men. So they get to take advantage of these things. If you take a 21-year-old man and a 21-year-old woman, vastly different in their accomplishments, in their goals, mm-hmm. in their careers. Mm-hmm. The 21-year-old woman is likely, you know, she has her apartment, you know, she has a goal, she's working, she has a business she's starting. And then the boy is still lost, confused, barely staying with the parents, not sure what to do for college, starting Mm -hmm. a degree, falling back.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then so to me, there's a big gap today. If in 100 years you would have asked me that, I probably would have said, oh, no, I don't need to do anything. Men got this. So this is just based off of where we are today. And I think what is needed today is to empower men i will say something very controversial and i'm glad that it's going to be an audio podcast so nobody can really see my face and and identify <laughs> me but i do believe in reversible vasectomies as early as possible mm. and i'll say why mm. the moment every girl has starts their period the first thing they do any parent brings them to the um, uh, gynecologist they put them on birth control Whether you're sexually Mm. active or not. Mm. They pump you with this stuff so to prevent pregnancies, but also Mm. to empower you. Now, you control when you have a child. That's great. What about the boy? Now, I have a boy. Right. So is it that his girlfriend is going to decide when they have a kid or not? She's going to be the one making that decision. She's going to be the one owning that decision. How do you empower a man? How do you empower a boy to Mm. control their reproductive rights? Because mm-hmm. it's true that a lot of men they have kids, and then they you know they bounce, they don't take their responsibilities, but we have to go look at an, an an aspect that is not necessarily spoken about is he has a right not to want a child as well. I do believe that, yeah. mm-hmm. but then give right. them the opportunity, people would say, no, they just have to be a uh, disciplined. Can you stop? As if everybody has ever <laughs> been so disciplined. Let's stop. Let's not do that. I, I don't like that. Oh, just, just, just use condoms. Stop. <laughs> That's not all true. Right, right. We've all, Rob, the, that, you that know. Is true. So that empowers That is them. true.
0: That is true. Right. Well, I, I love the, the idea of empowering <sighs> men in their reproductive, um, endeavors and purpose. Mm-hmm. I do think as well that there is. A lot of it is in the socialization of men and boys, right? Mm -hmm. The, the way that we, that we foster communication, expression, being in touch with your feelings Mm -hmm. is very, is vastly different. I have, I teach grade eight to 12 and in Mm -hmm. my grade eight class, I will often have students writing a journal and the girls will write their journals. In elaborated way, going deep into their feelings, into their emotion, mm-hmm. and the the boys are staying kind of like surface level. And you're like, mm-hmm. I need to go, I need to go deeper. But what mm-hmm. I realize often in the beginning of my career, it used to like frustrates me because I'm like, what is it? You guys cannot even express that. But I realize that they don't have the language to do so, mm-hmm. right? So so mm-hmm. they don't have the the way to express, or they haven't been. Taught how to express mm-hmm. that when mm-hmm. I have the girls in my class and at 13 they have 13 years of experience of expressing mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they feel, how they feel it, where they feel it, what mm-hmm. is attached to it, etc and the socialization mm-hmm. of boys is like well they will act out in a certain way, but at the bottom there's an emotions that there and it's mm-hmm. our job educating them to go into that emotion and to go into like how do you how can you tap into that? The beginning of our conversation, I just mentioned that, you know, when you were mentioning the state of of not knowing and I associated a, a shape and a color to it. For me, mm-hmm. it's kind of like give me a reference point, right? To 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 go back and, and understand a certain emotion. And I try to do the same thing with my students, especially my my boy student, to kind of like give them a, a concrete reference point of like can we express how you feel within that confine? And I feel mm-hmm. I feel that it's very nice that you are putting that effort or that you feel that it's important to empower young boys and, and men as mm-hmm. well. But I think it starts early.
1: No, it starts re- it starts as a. Ba- it starts the, the it, moment they come out, like as a baby. Right. It starts it starts early and, and that's that's the uh-huh.
0: training and that that and that's that's why it is good that in the school of superpowers, you bring the parents along, because mm-hmm. the kids the kids can be with you for an hour or two or three, but the narrative that they hear, and sometimes it's not directly to them. It's no, it's around them. It's around them. How, around them, how mm-hmm. like how parents are watching TV and will make uh-huh. a comment, and uh-huh. then it will register as oh, mm-hmm. well, this is something that is that is mm-hmm. not that is not correct, right? Mm-hmm. So I think bring the parents along because mm-hmm. the parents. I try not to parent the way that I was raised as much as possible.
1: That's important. But
0: it's a program that was fed to you, mm-hmm. right? And then we have to deconstruct
2: that. And, and it's difficult, right?
1: But, you know, you know I, I, I really want to say two things. You know, And, and I want to start with the last thing you said. I don't think we should parent in the way that we were parented simply for the fact that we're not honoring our parents if we do that. Mm. We have to understand that they did their best. It's like a relay match. <laughs> so right, they got you right. there. You need to keep going. If you're going backwards to redo exactly the same they did, we're not evolving. We're not progressing. We're not going anywhere. So a lot of times I think people are like, Oh my god, well, I'm going this is how my mom did it. I'm gonna do No. Try to see how you can even do it better because they were not perfect. Mm. They were just utilizing all the elements they had at the time and they made the best decisions they could at the time. They're not perfect. They don't know it at all. So right, by, to right. honor them is to do the relay match with them and take it and bring it to the next right. level. So you have to enhance it. Now, I want to ask you a question as a teacher because I love the concept of, of the boy and the girl. And in your experience, have you noticed that now girls have uh, naturally, you know, the, um, the, um, the female hormones allows you to be, a, you know, your nurturer, your feminine side allows you to embrace community, loving society, uh, social aspects and parenting and and, 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 um, and all of that. But then when women were abused, they were empowered to possibly even use a lot more of their masculine side. Now, women, mm-hmm. they're CEOs, they're running companies, mm-hmm. they they protect themselves, they're strong physically, they do men jobs. Mm-hmm. So now you have an individual who is, to me, a girl, is has a full-on feminine side that's developed and a masculine side that is developed.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: for mm-hmm. the man, boy, the emotional side is still just underdeveloped. Their feminine mm-hmm. side is not developed because it's not valued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that aspect where the girls are like super superheroes? Right, they have the two things going for them: they're strong physically, mm-hmm. they're strong emotionally. Mm-hmm. They got this mm-hmm. well-rounded. Whereas the boys mm-hmm. only one angle. I've noticed that yeah, around me, but I, I have more boys around me, so.
0: Right, right. I've I've noticed I've noticed that as well. There's a there's a there's a lag that happens, which is normal. It can be biological or whatnot. There's a lag that happens. And I, I've noticed that, but I've also noticed the fact that this desire for connection, this desire for expressing emotion, translate as well when those people get into partnership, into being involved romantically, of starting a family with, other, with mm-hmm. another person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where, where it, comes, it comes to the fact, I, I'll take my parents as an example. One thing that my mom told me, my parents divorced, I was 12 years old, 13 years old. And I've always thought that my parents split up because of financial situation and and affairs and everything. But one thing that my mom highlighted, she was like, dude, your dad was never talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked.
2: I was mm-hmm. shocked
0: because I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never noticed that that Notice was important that. For, for, for her in their relationship to have connection. And uh-huh. it's not the connection of like, talking to me about your dates talking about himself to her about oh. his fear to her about his about his insecurities and i and i and i see that in several relationships that have that i have witnessed where the 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 male partner or a partner sometimes just keep that that part of like that connect that desire for connection yes. that desire for emotion unexpressed and then and then it's just a a big silent curtain that is there separating the two people and that are in relationship and i feel that it's also because we we've taught we've socialized them to not be connected with that you know men shouldn't cry boys shouldn't cry um, boys shouldn't Mm -hmm. have that shouldn't express that um I, i had some comments like i wrote poetry when i was a young kid and some people were like, "Dude, you're doing a female freaking thing, like you you you're writing poetry." And I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. well, but, <laughs> but that's the way I connect with the world, right?" So, yeah, so yeah. it's just it's just so um, it's a it's a pathology. And mm-hmm. and right now I have the chance of doing some being in a men's group and doing men's work and bringing men together where we can sit and. Even sit down and look at each other in the eyes right there's a there's a way that when when you there's kind of like a famous caricature or stereotype that we have when men connect, they go to the bar and they look in the same direction
2: <laughs> right
0: so they they sit at the bar and they're looking at the t v and they will mm-hmm. connect well when women connect they are face to face
1: yes. Mm -hmm. they are face to face Mm
0: -hmm. they look at each other in the eye they will give each other Uh compliment they will tell you you're beautiful they will love you they will hug you they Uh will give you all those things men there's kind of like a a big block of like don't do that right or if you do that it's because if you do that there's a fear that you're gonna be a woman like the biggest Mm -hmm. fear that I see in men is a fear of being a woman of being a woman
1: yes you're like you're like "Mm, mm, Eh, eh, there's
2: something wrong with
1: that but you know what's so even, even crazier is it, even I have been guilty of it. Mm. Women are not comfortable being around men who are truly vulnerable. That's right. Women feel threatened. They mm. feel threatened because they mm-hmm. feel like maybe he's not as strong or, you know, he's right. not. So then just this, this, this men are really to me. That's why I say I'm pro men. I think yeah. men are in a bad, bad position because us yeah. as women, we have not been taught either
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how
1: to mm-hmm. value a man's strength in his vulnerability.
2: That's right, that's
1: right. How to embrace him, still respect him, still, you know, he's your king, but then mm-hmm. allowing him to truly be a little baby mm-hmm. and hurt and afraid. Mm-hmm. We are not comfortable. Women are mm-hmm. not. Because women feel like, oh my God, this ain't a real man. Right. And right. so... This man is stuck either way. Women right, right. ask for vulnerability, but they're not really ready for it.
0: Right. Oh, or it's a vulnerability that have to be on command. It's not when I... It's Right? So so that's the part as well where men need to start developing those things for themselves, but also in partnership with the person that they decide to have a
2: life with. Yes. Right? that's what and, friendship and,
1: is. Friendship. Right.
2: Right. Right right friendship 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 is overlooked
1: it's overlooked it's overlooked mm -hmm. in the society i think we look at other things we look at what you can do for me you look at the physicality we look Mm -hmm. at all the Mm -hmm. material aspects which are important if these are things that are important to you in terms of your values but fundamentally you have to go even deeper if you want this to be a long-term thing right can you truly be friends with that person and friends friends Means something completely different. We're equal. Of course. It means we're both show up, you know, we're both there for each other whenever, if you're strong today, maybe I'm weak tomorrow, right? We, and we do this dance together to support each other as friends. That's
0: right. That's right. And, and it's interesting because friendship is so important. That's why when people, some people can be in a relationship with someone that they love and feel so alone. Right. Because, because either the the person that they're sharing the romantic bond with is not their friend or they are solely having a romantic relationship and they have no friends around them. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. And the way
0: that they, the way that they friend, I don't know if it's a verb or what, but the way that they friend or they behave in a friendship with other people. Like I made an effort that when I'm connecting with my men friends, to ask them how they are doing beside like you know if we are going to to grab a beer not just grab a beer and then that's it how are your kids how is your wife what is she doing how is your how is your partner how is your school how is your work Mm -hmm. what are what are the quality of thoughts that you've had over the last week let's talk Mm -hmm. about that what Mm -hmm. are the quality Mm -hmm. of thoughts that Mm -hmm. you've been having yeah because because there's a there's a an episode of a podcast i was listening to um recently where man will go out with man to to a party to watch a game etc they will come back home and their partner would ask them hey how is joey's mother i don't know (laughs) his 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 mother had surgery oh really i i don't know it's like you know, him. it's yeah. A, yeah. right. It's what like, did you guys like, talk about? Can we connect?
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you
0: talk about? Right? So yeah. so but it's it's it, i think it's taught. I think it's taught for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is this is this is so interesting. I think we've just unearthed something that I'm hoping that when people listen, they really mm. pay attention to that part because this is truly something that is current. This is what we're going through right now, today. Right, and now we right. have a chance to address it today. Men are isolated. Completely isolated right. from from right. their for, from their peers as well and also from women. Oh
0: yeah, and from, and, or, from, or, the, I, I, would, from I would say
1: women from their partner, from, not women from, their, from partner their partner,
0: or yeah, or also from their own families as well, right? From yeah. their own from their own family, it, it goes on down down the line, right? So, I think I think it's important to have those conversations, and yeah. I think the it's. For me, I used to be so afraid of having those conversations because I felt like I wasn't ready or I'm overstepping my boundaries Mm -hmm. until I started really losing some friends through mental health battles and then realizing realizing the fear of losing my friend is greater than the fear to be embarrassed so yeah. I'd rather I'd rather be embarrassed, I'd rather make a fool of myself, I'd rather ask the wrong question, I'd rather I come awkward. But let's talk about the let's talk about these things because at yeah. times myself I felt isolated as well and you like you turn around and you like I have that network of people but none of them know how I'm truly doing. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right,
0: so. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's listen it's 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 a beautiful I, I don't know man i i should i should have a, uh, I should make a point of connecting with people like you that do beautiful things regularly i feel bad <laughs> now knowing that
1: you know no we've no been this is just a beginning this connected. is just a beginning <laughs> and i think that's why i'm so excited you know when you reach out to me and then when we kind of reconnected in that way it, it's just a beginning because we are both now on a path to doing things, but I, mean, I definitely want to know a lot more about what you're doing in Teach Reach and Go ahead. why you started Go ahead. this. Because first of all, you keep saying that we were both all mathematicians. You were the math whiz. Please everybody knew <laughs> that was... you oh my it was you and Tivo you and Tivo were like killing it you guys were killing it you guys were like was... and you are clearly the favorites i mean clearly I was, you guys were the favorites i was
0: trying to keep up with your cousin who's a genius i was He's trying to a genius to keep up. Uh, she's a, <laughs> she's a genius, genius. <laughs> so so I'm trying I was trying to keep up I was doing my best to keep up man
1: <laughs> yeah you know she's on my website just like that she's like "Oh, I'll help you she just everything just come so easy to her she's just fantastic but then For sure. so What's the journey for you? Because I really thought you were going to, because if I remember correctly, Tivo was supposed to be an actuary, but I thought you were going to go into math as well, but you did go into math. So tell me a little bit about how you became a teacher.
0: Oh my God. Okay. So the, the jokey version, I became a teacher because of a bet. So that's the joke (laughs) version. My wife, my wife was my girlfriend at that time. Bet. Bet that I couldn't be a teacher without complaining. And I was like, okay, hold I'll my beer. You. I hate when people dare me to do stuff. I'll show you. Hold my beer. I haven't complained for 12 years. So that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the jokey version. But on a, more, on a more serious note, I moved to Montreal for college, studied biochemistry, wanted to be a doctor. Yes,
1: biochemistry! Start. That's what you did. Therapy.
0: And um, did biochem, and during my biochemistry last year, I had to take an elective and I decided to take a criminology class. And I hmm. fell in love with criminology. I was like, it's, it was introduction to criminology, like just like basic. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this thing? Sociology and a lot of social studies and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is where I'm heading. So I started doing some criminology stuff and I didn't want to lose my science background So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to mix them both and I'm going to do forensic science. Back then, you know, CSI is a big craze and I want to do like they do on TV. Quickly realizing that I'm a people's person. I don't like working in isolation. I can't Mm -hmm. stay in a lab for too long. That's not my way. And then I didn't like the vibe of it. So I'm like, I I kind of, I moved to Vancouver to study forensic science and I just, I quit. I just gave up and I spent, Two years just wandering around doing nothing. I started teaching salsa and oh, then nice. um, and then my my salsa teacher, this my salsa teacher who was teaching me salsa, I started like learning salsa more professionally, competing and everything. And he's like, mm-hmm. dude, you can be my assistant and assist in the class and help people teach and teach people. And it's like, dude, you teach people really well, man. And I'm like, Okay, whatever. Then my wife is a teacher, and um, And I'm in Vancouver between jobs, like pretty much depressed, really. And she's Mm -hmm. like, dude, you speak French. You have a science background. You can be a teacher. Like you find a job like this. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, sure, let's go. And I kid you not, Anne-Christie, I stepped in a classroom first day. And it's like a key that got into a lock. And the key was like, oh, that's the perfect lock for me. Yes. Like, and, I, and, I, and I stepped in there and I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm stupid. <laughs> I should have done that forever, right? So that's how I became a teacher. Um, um, okay. and, and then realizing after that every man in my family, they are teachers,
2: all of them. But,
1: but I want to ask the question then. I want to ask a question. So at what point yeah. for you was it clear? Yeah. Did it really become alive for you when you stepped into the classroom? Or was there a part of you that kind of always knew or people had told you that way in the past how oh, far back
0: people, people have told me everyone that i went to school with everyone at like what is it right? My, my classmates I, I love it in french it's better but promotion but whatever um mm-hmm. our classmates my classmates when i tell them that i'm a teacher they look at me they're like yeah we knew like
2: we knew mm-hmm. so
0: so it's like it's like it was always there and i and i ignored it for the longest yeah. time yeah and kind of like con- like convinced myself that i wanted to do something else very passionate and adamant that i'm going to be a doctor i'm going to be a a pediatric surgeon to be very honest you show me a needle and i faint so <laughs> how can i be a surgeon <laughs>
2: You know, I can. I can. Get, you would be I a theoretical. Get, you would be uh, a theoretical. <laughs> you
0: know, it's like, how can I be? How can I be a surgeon when the the only like, like, you know, sight of blood, I'm already like gone. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's no way. And and it sank in more when I had my first very difficult classroom. That's 2015, 2016. That, like by then i'm like four or five years into my teaching practice and i have this class that is the hardest i've had it's like it's loud it's impossible to connect there's no like there's no vibe going or going mm-hmm. like between me and them and then i had a, a talk with one of my colleagues and you know i was like how do you do with them because we share the same students and she's like she's like why are you having difficulties with them i'm like I don't know, I'm just stuck. And she said, Have you shared your stories with them? And I'm like,
2: mm. No.
0: She's like, So you stop doing something that that was that that's the way you teach. And I only teach through stories. That's mm. how I teach. My my teaching practice is just a long story. And we go through stories of people I know, my stories, like we just teach through stories and connection formed right away with them. Yeah. And that's when I realized I was made for this. I was yes. made to be a teacher, right? Uh-huh. Um but it
2: took it took maybe that challenge. Yeah, to answer your question, uh-huh. for sure. Well, we are um
0: we are about to land the plane, the voyage, the journey. The, the And I feel the, like we
1: just I have so the, many more questions. We're going to have to do this again because oh, I still have we, so we, many questions for you.
0: Well, you can shoot them. Let's go. If you have the question, let's go. I let's mean, so,
1: okay, you said you have a 24-year-old. First of all, I, I'm so shocked. And I was like, man, I completely <laughs> missed that one. So you have a 24-year-old well, yes. and an 8-year-old. How is that that's doing right. it the second time? And I bet the second time mm. is easier. But I'll let you tell, tell, tell us. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well,
0: that's a. As a mathematician, you just assumed here a, a variable that we <laughs> don't have, but it's okay. It's okay. we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that one. But um, the the twenty four year old um, is is not my biological son, but it's my it's the person that made me the father the first time. So it's my son. Okay, so, you raised, only, so you raised the So you raised that. I raised. So you're the I raised uh-huh. that boy. I raised, I'm the father <laughs> through and through. There's like all my gray hair that I have. I have pictures before meeting him.
2: Having him in my life,
0: here. and our pictures I have after half of them are his. They are not my, group. <laughs> and I love him, and I love him dearly, right? So, so um, but the second time around, we even had a joke. My wife and I, we were on the way to the airport, to the, to the um, hospital, and I look at her, and I'm like, my oldest was sixteen at that time. So I look at her and I'm like, we are so stupid. We're doing this thing again. Again. I'm like, I'm like, we we were already out. Like it was done. It was 16, two, two, years left, and then we go. We're good. But we're doing back again. The the it's it's unique and the and the same at the same time. Because you I love seeing them together. Yes. The joke that I have is that you, you don't know who's 24 and you don't know who's 8 when you don't see them together. You are uh, in a room and you're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, Why you guys are fighting? You are an adult. <laughs> Stop fighting with a kid, right? Um, and, and But the, the challenge the challenge that is right now, I find it's more challenging with the adult than the kid because the adult is an adult.
2: Right, and
0: Mm. and there's a shift. There's a shift in the relationship that happens between parents and kids once the kid turns into an adult. That I underestimated or Mm -hmm. overestimated what it would take to shift that conversation because now I'm no longer a parent dictating. I am more Mm -hmm. of a coach suggesting. Right. Yes. That's a good point. Coach suggesting. And then what? Yeah, and then once I suggest, I let go. Because mm-hmm. it's in your hand, you're an adult, you do whatever you want with it. And letting go as a parent is super hard. Super hard. I right? have a
1: feeling it's going to be hard for me. Yes, I can see it. It,
0: it is It is. It is super hard. Where, whereas the... And, and maybe it's a default of mine. Whereas with the youngest one, you can still rely on the power dynamic that exists where now they are looking... At you and they're like, okay, I'm gonna do what they what they tell me, and not really what they tell me, but I'm gonna behave in a certain way because this is the person that I have, like I, I revere and everything. Not to say that the adult doesn't revere me, but it's it's easier in it mm-hmm. has a set of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um but with the with the adult one is more of like now you're in another phase, and then you are looking back at everything that you wish you had done to prepare mm-hmm. them for their lives, and then you have that those moments of guilt and regret of like oh man i didn't tend to this oh man i didn't tend to that yes. and how i how i come confront that it's with pure intention it's having real conversation it's going straight into like let's build that relationship between both of us man mm-hmm. because you're gonna you're gonna leave the nest at one point you're gonna fly away on your own and I would like to still connect with you as a man. I would like to mm-hmm. still. So you know, we do like little walks. We do little book clubs. We do, we do like little family meetings where we are like really bringing the real stuff on the table to make mm-hmm. sure that we are cultivating that culture of of communication,
1: right? I love, I love um, that. I love that. Right. I love that because yeah. I think, I think, I think you're just doing something new, right? You're trying something new having observed the situation and deciding, okay, let's try this this way instead of just letting things go by and be like, well, it's just, it is what it is because we have to understand that it is what it is. It's a lot, you know, a lot of people are still doing it that way. Mm. It's not that important. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Or because at the end of the day, what you're doing here, what I'm trying to say is I think what you're doing here is you're paving the way for people. I don't believe that everybody has the ability to come up with new solutions. It's only usually a few people. So you're going to come up with something and hopefully people can follow that foot, follow that path Mm -hmm. and decide to implement Mm -hmm. something like this for themselves. I realize how difficult people are shy of making changes. I don't know if it's shy or embarrassed or just not comfortable to just try something like this. They they, they feel awkward. right? Not everybody wants to be in that awkward space in that awkward Mm -hmm. moment, but Mm -hmm. you're allowing yourself to do Mm -hmm. that and go through that with your family. And, for, yeah, and letting yeah.
0: them see it too. Yeah, and it, it's difficult because there's something that happens in teenage years, and those are conversations that I have sometimes with parents at my school. It's like it's it's a very stereotypical way to see it, but
2: I'll, I'll go with
0: it. From age fourteen to sixteen, pretty much, if you have a teenager, and that you haven't established any communication with them prior, even if you have established communication with them prior. There's a step back that they take in order to develop themselves and develop their identity. Yeah. That step back, that step back that they take sometimes can look like they lock themselves in the room for two years, and the only thing that you do is is feeding them like a mad Mm -hmm. animal, and then you are just like throwing the pan, the 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 plate
2: plate of food, (laughs) (laughs) close the (laughs) door,
0: and then they come out. It comes out with all the like all the bones and everything. For two years. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, during that two years, they are developing themselves as as the person that they want to be. Yeah, yeah. But you yourself as the parent during that two years, something happens in you too. And then we expect parents and kids to snap out of it after two years, two years, 24 months of minimal contact or fight of things that were not understood. And then at 17, 18, we're like, nothing happened. Let's go carry on.
1: Yeah. It can't. Yeah. It, it's not logical. It's yeah. not
0: logical. It doesn't make any sense, especially mm-hmm. in, in also you dig a deep, a, a bigger hole if you have not had prior conversations in a culture of communication with them before, right? If you were not part of their lives before, there's no way that you can flip the switch at 14 to be there. So mm-hmm. what you want And what I try to do is to be there as much as possible so when they take a step back, they're not too far from me, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then when they come back, there's a convalescence period that needs to happen. There's a grieving period that needs to happen. There's Mm -hmm. the moment that I have to tell them, the moment that you yell at me, it hurt me too. I've cried too. I've suffered too. Mm
1: -hmm. You were an
0: adolescent going into your stuff. I cried too i have mm-hmm. my problems too so then mm-hmm. being real with them and for them to realize not to be to feel guilty but for them to know that well yeah there's a human being in front of me too and mm-hmm. it's part of the human experience that we are going in together so mm-hmm. when they are 25 26 27 they can come back to you with their problems they can come back with to you mm-hmm. to to find comfort they can come back to you to find mm-hmm. love to express their emotions etc so yeah, that's what parenting has been for the last
1: <laughs> That is so interesting 15, and I'm glad that you, years, you, you've you you highlighted the 14-15 window, I'll remember that part when it's my turn, but right now I'm like so you know, I'm in love with my son, I, I you know, I love mm-hmm. to see him grow, I love to see him develop, I love to participate in it I love that, you know, I say that to him, I'm honored to be your mom I'm glad that I'm your mom, I'm happy mm. that I get to be your mom, like this is I'm glad that mm. you make me a mom. Like, my life is great, dude. I said, dude, I don't know about you. My life is great because I have you as 100%. my son, you know? Yes. So I'm, yes. I'm really yes. enjoying it, but I'm seeing the change in him. I'm seeing the development. But my motto is you, you're, we are raising human beings. We're not raising pets. So we have to allow right. them to become become themselves <laughs> and become independent and not need us for mm-hmm. every single little thing. We should be happy about that. Um, yes um, yes
2: yeah
1: i am having
0: so much fun in conversing with you really happy to reconnect i am also really happy to learn from you um to see the beautiful things that you do to 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 embark in your journey a little bit to to see the teacher that you are and that you're becoming as well Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. to understand your your perspective on 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 motherhood and parenting and how that is central to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so many little nuggets that I'm gonna be, you know, keeping in my mind. I love listening to our conversation with my guest when I'm running, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like, so yeah. it's kind of like a, a several different podcasts for me. As we are about to land, this podcast is called Teach Reach, and I sometimes ask the, the guest to prepare. Two teach and one reach, and then that's their way of closing. There's a psychologist that we interviewed in the, in the podcast, David Archer, who said that I should start with the reach and then the teach because it's more open and inviting and everything. Mm-hmm. So I would like to leave this floor for you to, to give us your reach and your teach.
1: Fear is what keeps us into a place. Fear is what causes violence in people. they they have the people have this fear inside of them you know they said hitler is one of the people had that had had the most fear inside of him papa doc another person you know when Mm. you do his fear analysis a lot of fear Mm. in them and then so Mm. i would tell people to really pay attention to their fears and how it manifests in the world Mm. you know sometimes you think you're afraid and you're just sitting here but you're creating some kind of violence even to yourself onto Mm. yourself because a lot of times fear keeps us from going after that thing or doing that thing. Fear keeps us imprisoned. And when you're somebody who's in prison, you become an animal and then it's, it and it's a deconstructing from that standpoint. So I would say, you know, in terms of a no, no, you know, manage, manage, be weary of your fears, be aware of your fears and understand how they manifest in the world and how they manifest mm-hmm. inside of you as well. So maybe that's what I would say for, you know, like my big no no, meaning don't don't think that uh uh you know we accept fear, toxic fear. You know, there's a good level of fear, but it's a toxic fear. The one that's recurring, right. the one that's a loop. So that's the one that I would say um you know when I think of right, right. my big no no. If I think of teach, that's probably better for me to um that's probably a better topic for me. Honestly, I would say that everybody needs to be on the road to self mastery, not even self discovery, because everybody can master their own selves. Everybody has to make the commitment to mm-hmm. get to know thyself. Don't be looking at Tuggy, don't be looking at in Christie. Don't be, we you know we live in a voyeurism world where everybody's looking at everybody take time to look at yourself. And you know what? We might not know what it looks like. What does it look like? We know what it looks like to binge on Netflix. We know what it looks like to gossip with somebody else. We you know to talk. What does it mean to be on a road to self-discovery? What does it really mean? What it means is to be aware of your thoughts, your feelings, your your, your heart feelings, your gut feeling. I'll be aware of those things, not to control them. The moment you have awareness of them, then you can direct them better. It's a daily work of self-awareness. That's where you start. That's where you open the door. Is by practicing mindful awareness.
0: Beautiful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 And there's something I, I want to add um, before we close because mm-hmm. you were think you were saying about like you're someone who think and you want thanks to Tivo you you are more tapping into how you feel and the mm-hmm. gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Something I had a embryology class, um, probably the only thing I remember from that class, from the development of the embryo. And the first brain we develop from our gut out. Okay. Right? The first thing to, 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 to the, the brain is the first the the gut is the first brain.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: So the, the the gut touch into things that we say feeling and thinking are different, but we can think with our gut too. Right? We can mm-hmm. like that. It's a, it's it's more yes, it's a feeling, it's a, it's 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 in our core, but it's because it's a it's a brain in and of itself because it's the first brain. A lot mm-hmm. of uh a lot of like there's a lot of neurotransmitters that we have that are very present in our gut right so we mm-hmm. have version of serotonin that are neurotransmitters that are present in our gut as well so the gut mm-hmm. is kind of like something that you know is overlooked but you're like mm, it has such a big impact a big um, weight on on decision making mm-hmm. and we train our we train ourselves to break the connection. Between mm-hmm. our gut and our mind, right? So kinda of like we stay. train
1: ourselves to break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We
0: stay we stay in, in, in one place. Like for example, before even jumping on a call with you, I wanted to go get a coffee. Right. And I told myself while I was getting ready, I'm gonna go get a coffee at Team Hortons. Because that's the idea I had and that's the hunch I had. And I'm walking and I'm like, ah, oh, but I should go to Starbucks. I tried to like convince myself out of going to Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. and then I had to catch myself to be like, dude, you said you wanted to go to Tim Hortons for whatever reason. You're not thinking. You said I'm gonna go to Tim Hortons. Listen to that voice that told you that you have to go to Tim Hortons instead of going to Starbucks. See what yeah. happens. See Nothing what happens. happens. But it's kind of like training myself into yes. listening more to. Hey, does that that thing I wanted to do right now? I said I wanted to do it like this. Why yeah. am
1: I p- your brain is a trying layer? to make it yes, your brain is trying to right? or maybe Starbucks is a better choice. Maybe Starbucks is That's better. Right. right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So
0: so 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 anyways, it's it's kind of like when you when you were mentioning that, that feeling part and that and that thinking part, it made me made me think of mm-hmm. that. Um mm-hmm. as we are getting into a close after your teach reach, I'm gonna leave the space, roll up the red carpet for you to plug the beautiful things that you do. Where can people find you?
1: Okay, wonderful. Okay. So as you know, as you know, um the the, the school's name is the School of Superpowers. So my website is www.theschoolofsuperpowers.com. I'm definitely present on most of the social media platforms, definitely more present on IG, uh, but I have a YouTube channel. I'm on TikTok and I love playing with TikTok. This is just for fun at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter, but definitely more. uh, And I'm on Facebook as well, but definitely more on IG is where most of my content Mm -hmm. is.
0: Thank you very much for joining us to enlighten us, to take us into the beautiful things that you do, to take us to that way of mastery that you have. Yes. And also, and also it's like. Thank you for listening to the Teach Reach podcast. This podcast is produced by Dr. Lempstein Productions, mixing and editing by Ian Lamb. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at teachreach podcast, and tag us on your social media post and share with your friends with the hashtag teachreachpodcast. For our regular listeners, we truly appreciate your support. Thank you. You can find more about our podcast at teachreach.podbean.com.
2: Until next time, Kembe la Palagi. Hang in there. Don't give up.